0: Welcome to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about Getting It Right on Cockumgomock. We'd been canoeing and camping up on Lake Cockumgomock after ice out in May, enjoying the sensation of being the only humans for miles. But the weather had been cold and wet and overcast, and despite the great beauty of the place, we started thinking of our dry home and warm wood stove. So we packed up and made the long paddle back to the dam where we'd left the truck. Thus began the 24-hour ordeal of getting it wrong on Cockham We unloaded the canoe and then made a spur-of-the-moment decision to explore Loon Stream, which flows into the southern end of the lake. The wind was increasing out of the northeast, but we figured it would help blow us down the lake and we could hug the lee shore on the way back. It was only a four-mile round trip. Why I didn't heed that gut feeling telling me not to do it, I don't know. By the time we reached the mouth of the stream, the wind was whipping up whitecaps, so we paddled upstream into the woods to wait for it to subside. While it is true that the wind often subsides as the sun descends from the sky, it is not what happens in a nor'easter, which is what the wind was working itself into. Although sheltered by the woods, we had spent a few hours, which we had spent uh, exploring, we could tell the wind was not abating. We paddled back down the stream to have a look and were dismayed by what we saw. The wind was blowing directly into the mouth of the stream, driving two-foot-high swells in front of it. We were effectively trapped, with no good options for getting back to the truck. Even if we could battle our way through two miles of two-foot white-capped swells, there was the very real danger of capsizing in the icy cold water. We considered lining the canoe out, pulling it along the shore with ropes attached to bow and stern. But the high water level from the spring runoff meant we'd be trying to walk through flooded shoreline and the wind would be relentlessly driving the canoe against the rocks. So we decided the only thing we could do was spend the night there in the woods and wait out the storm till morning. After all, how much worse could it get? Now, my friends, don't ever say how much worse can it get. That's just asking for trouble. For no sooner had we said it than it began to rain, heavy and cold, and we had less than two hours of daylight left to secure ourselves for the long night ahead. Now I'm a reader of fairy tales, and I love the part where the heroine finds in her pocket those three seemingly inconsequential things which she eventually uses to save her life and succeed in her quest. We had brought along a nearly empty camping box for coffee-making supplies and a snack. When I looked in the box, I also found a small saw, a space blanket, and a main gazetteer. Why these disparate items had been left in the box I don't know, but I thought now we might start getting things right. With the saw, we quickly cut up firewood, enough to keep a blaze going all night. We turned the canoe upside down, laid our life jackets on the ground underneath it, and using the space blanket, a large mylar sheet, we wrapped ourselves up to hold in body heat. We took turns dozing and keeping the fire going through the night. And then, about five in the morning, Just as it was getting light, it began to snow. We realized we were going to have to walk out in order to get back to the truck. The most direct route, along the lake's edge, was an impenetrable bog crisscrossed with fallen trees. But consulting our third gift, the gazetteer, showed us an old tote road. If we went southwest through the woods, we would eventually find it. And the tote road would lead us to a logging road, which would eventually get us back to the dam and our truck. Now, we didn't have a compass to guide us southeast, but we did have snow driven in a steady direction by the constant wind. Keeping the wind blowing onto the left sides of our cheeks, we set off into the woods, and after an hour we saw the trace of an old skidder road made clearer by the light layer of new snow. But in a line along this path, we noticed fresh bear tracks heading to the right. Yikes! Fortunately, the gazetteer showed we had to go to the left. It was as if the bear were our fairy godmother signaling to us. No sensible person would follow me. You must go in the opposite direction. So we went left. And after a while, we came to the logging road, And several miles later, we arrived back at the truck, finally getting it right on Kokumgomic. A week later, we went back to fetch the canoe, and we lived happily ever after. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.